Welcome to For Your Viewings Podcast, where we cover everything from the mundane to insane. Welcome to For Your Viewings Podcast episode of Down the Rabbit Hole with Kidrill and Freebolts. Tonight we're going to be discussing random topics on spirituality and the bullshits thereof. All in twain. People don't like this. People don't like that. We're going to just talk. This is our opinion. Deal with it. <laughs> That's our opening. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, opinions are opinions. You know, people's opinions are people's opinions. If people don't like it, then they have their opinion on it. That's how that works. Or you could be like my old man. Hmm. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It is. It All is. right. Man, did I start this at the wrong time? I need a beer. <laughs> All right. So, you, we were going to talk about, what were we going to talk about? What was our next topic? When we were talking well, before we started this. Racism and racist terms, apparently. Yeah. Okay. That, yep. Yeah, because that, I don't understand how any kind of racism can be involved in the term black magic or white magic. Anybody that has black magic or white magic and they talk about it and they automatically see racism, I think to me that just says they're racist. Because there's no way that that's a racist topic. Because in witchcraft and spirituality, black magic just means dark magic, things that go against people's own willpower, and white magic, which is helping other people in their benefit through healing. So I don't understand why people think that's racist. Shall I quote what was specifically said? Yes, you should. I will be right back. Alrighty then. Black and white magic are racist due to the clear connection to color. Since then, the terms right-handed or left-handed path, as well as baneful magic or black, are widely known. It can be seen as offensive to use such terms as it correlates to race and perpetuate long sins and bad stereotypes. End quote. I just, I just don't see how race has anything to do with that. The people that, the people that were bitching about you bringing up racist facts are just, to, in, in my opinion, are, are closed-minded idiots. <laughs> the way that I look at it after having heard the arguments more in depth Mm -hmm. is specifically they're referring to color. So Zen being culturally appropriated was something else that was said, and because it is apparently cultural appropriated as a term, you would then consider it a color with it, which would be yellow, black, <laughs> black white, white. So the colors are also now considered race. So we can't use colors now because they're racist. Yeah. That is simple-minded thinking in my definite opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how... 
Myself personally, as somebody who's been practicing all sorts of witchcraft for 22 years, the, the whole concept of putting race into the words and definitions of black magic, white magic, any kind of magic in general is just beyond me. I just don't, I just don't understand it. To me, it seems like the people who are putting race into those pretextual contexts of race, or as far as like black magic, what magic goes, they, um, they've never actually studied what black magic and white magic is. I definitely have studied a lot of black magic in my time, along with white. So have I. Uh, the, the occasional red. Yes, every and green. So, you know, if we're going to talk about green magic, does that mean we're racist against plants? Trees? <laughs> Trees, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it blows I, my mind. Really, green doesn't really correlate with any race. I mean, brown, you got brown. You got uh, red, you could consider, you know, Native American, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, let's see, what else we got here? Purple, yeah, no correlation there. I know. Orange, I mean, would you consider orange like India, Indian? I no, mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, they're more just as far as skin colors go. I suppose the whole concept of white to me is is just stupid because there's yeah. so many variations of white that it's not necessarily white it's you know it's extremely pale and that could be irish because they're extremely pale and then there's you know scandinavian icelandic dutch all that and then there's a slightly darker variation of the caucasian color which might be like american you know where they're a little bit it, and it varies too because the farther south you go the darker their skin color is but not necessarily dark dark it's just more of a darker of the caucasian color that we've grown so accustomed to seeing like you know cajun for example or texan or you know what i mean you can't really use floridian because <laughs> it's like a melting pot of <laughs> white <laughs> i mean you got old people too you know snowbirds yeah well i mean if you go down to florida Oh God! And, and and the people that live there long term that are elderly, oh. they're called blue hairs because the color of their water, well, the chemicals in their water color their hair like a slight blue hue. You know what I mean? So it's. I have officially learned something today. Mm, yeah. Officially learned something today. Yeah, blue hairs is a. Uh, term in Florida for elderly people who are long-term livers because the chemicals in the water that they put there turn their hair a slight blue hue so they get blue. It's like, it's not blue-blue. I mean, it's not like blue. It's whitish blue. Like a really light, 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 light blue. It's in not... other words, a hue. Yeah. Yeah. A hue of blue. <laughs> There you go. Now we're mm -hmm. rhyming. Mm-hmm. Hue of blue. As we were back to the, the subject nature here. Yeah, it was it was I I I deem it simple minded, but this conversation I had went on for like 
another three or four different uh, two people were chiming in and it went on for like three or four to the point where I finally said, you know, I'm sorry. I will refrain from using such terms if they are now known to me, which means as you bring them up, I will refrain from using them. Obviously, there was a curator involved in this. There was other members that had their own channels involved in this. Right. And it was just easier than having my channel completely just closed altogether. That's, that's sad that you have to decide if you want. You know what I mean? It's, it's freedom of speech, and people take it to the extreme levels every single time. There's no reason that you should have apologized for for their ignorance, because that's all it is, is their ignorance. And they put you in the situation where you had, you felt like you had to apologize just so you didn't have your channel closed. That's, that's not right. That's not right at all. I, I agree with it. And I mean, I could have took it a whole nother step further than that, being a, you know, disabled veteran and all that. I could have said, well, you're welcome. And left it at that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have went over well either. Honestly, nothing goes over well with anybody these days. Everybody's so butthurt. They're so quick to be like, oh, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> uh, they, uh, people are, uh, you know, I don't like using new age terminology, but when it comes to snowflakes, uh, <laughs> snowflakes, they were snowflakes. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. That's that's definitely a a, a very um, yeah. I mean, being original term for it. Being politically correct these days is the difference between being somebody who's gonna put up with someone's bullshit because they have a strong opinion towards you and saying "fuck off." This is my opinion. You deal with it. That's what it comes uh, down to. I would say political. Or, or what? Oh boy, <laughs> issues here. <laughs> the word we we're saying, the the political correctness, right? That's what it was. Yeah, PC. Yep. PC. All right. Being PC has now equated into full-on censorship. It has, and there's no reason for that. It's like if you don't censor yourself, people get offended. And I, in my opinion, personally, if you want to get offended, here you go. There you go, right there. Get offended because it's my opinion against your opinion. You know what I mean? Like their opinion is, oh, that's not nice. That's not politically correct. Well, that's your opinion. My opinion is different than yours. And if you don't like it, well, I'm sorry. Go away. Don't listen to it then. That's what oh. it comes down to. People are such pussies these days. Yes, I said it, ladies and gentlemen, pussies. People are fucking pussies these days, and I, I'm not afraid to say that. And I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash for it, but <laughs> fucking deal with it. <laughs> right on, right on. I would agree in yep. most cases. Kidrill's got no chill. <laughs> I don't have no time for people to have their opinions to where they get super butthurt. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you better have a really good fucking reason why I'm wrong. You better tell me in facts why I'm wrong, not your opinion to why I'm wrong. 
Yeah, that whole conversation. Yeah, it was it was pretty unique because I I actually said, words are not racist. Right. Fact. And like, I'm pretty sure, I'd say eighty percent of people, if they look at that simple, words are not racist. Fact. And that's all you take. I mean, come on, they yeah. can't be. People make words racist. It's right. like the whole. It's like the whole argument, guns kill people. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> people with guns kill people. Exactly. 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 And everybody's like, oh, my God, but if we didn't have guns, nobody would die. It's like, are you shitting me? Like, if there was a, if there was a law in place where people couldn't have guns, do you think the criminals wouldn't be able to get guns? Here, here's a here's a prime example, right here. UK, just look at the UK. They can't even have knives on them, for God's sakes. Oh my God, I know, I know. There's there's somebody in our Discord that I talk to on the daily, and uh, she lives in, in England. And some of the things that they say are just blow my mind. Like like they can't they can't call the police for like anything. No. Like it's got to be like a legitimate life threatening ordeal for them to even call the police mm -hmm. and gun control oh my god for them like i was talking to somebody and they were like can you show me your guns and i'm like okay and they're like well we we never seen guns before and i'm like what do you mean you never seen guns before you know and they're like well we live in a place where you can't get guns i'm like blew my mind because here in america everybody has guns <laughs> you know Speaking and uh guns. yeah and so i showed them i have a shotgun i have an ar-15 and anybody that's about to say anything about ar-15s so i showed them everything and i was like here you go and they're like oh that's so crazy like how do you get those i'm like you buy them <laughs> well 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 in some states you buy them and you can walk out the store with them. Yeah, but there's a waiting period. You know, there's a waiting well, period. Well, depends on the state. Like True. Wisconsin, there's you can walk period. out with you can walk out the door with a rifle that day. True, but depending on the kind of gun that you're buying, you can walk uh, out the store. In Wisconsin, any gun, any rifle, hunting type rifle, so non yes, yes, automatic. Type. Hunting you got to have your you got to have your permits. Right. Uh, shotguns, you can walk out the door with it. Yeah, yeah, pistols. Handguns are the exception. You have yeah. to wait, what is it, three to five days and do the background checks and blah, blah, blah. So you can cool down in case you want to murder somebody. <laughs> Excuse me, I keep coughing. It's all right, you're fine. But all right. as we were speaking about guns, matter of fact, today, earlier, mm -hmm. uh, we were shooting guns, actually, at my stepfather's. Uh, got to shoot an M1 Grand today that was fun that was really fun it was a 1942 m1 oh my and god that would be fun that would be really oh, it fun was. Oh. i just i i just wanted to hear the ping i just wanted <laughs> to hear the ping that's all i wanted to do <laughs> hear the ping but we were, we were sighting it in and then uh we shot my uh 357 black hawk ruger I got one pistol of those. It, it was nice it was nice all in preparation for hunting season you know yeah naturally Oh, of course. You know, that's a good chunk of meat. For... It's what we do up in these north woods. <laughs> this is true. 
people in different you know parts of the world they're just like you guys are nuts <laughs> no nuts is taking uh a pumpkin full of tannerite and shooting it that's nuts. yes we have done that you've seen that video did you see no, that video I was, I, I was i was there at were Kelly's you when, when stan packed oh! the freaking watermelon or whatever no it was shit that's amazing yeah. i didn't know you were there for that we have a video for that for our um our band we use that for one of our band videos for um a fractured focus <laughs> it's like what band does when nobody's looking <laughs> i blow up present, pumpkins i was present for one of the tannerite explosions that stan decided to do beautiful that's beautiful that's awesome isn't that crazy though how Man, Tannerite is amazing. It's so fun. <laughs> and it and it and it's illegal without an license. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part. Anyway, we're getting kind of off topic here. We should get yeah. back to the spirituality part of this podcast here. Okay, so spirituality. We were talking about the racism and the idiots that thought black magic and white magic were racist. Yes, we were. So, what else has happened in your learning and journey through learning? Uh, well, like you, I am a practitioner of 20 plus some years. Uh, main focus has always been more on uh, spiritual healing, which you've uh, got to experience uh, once, a uh, pain reduction from myself. Yep, healing hands. Without the hands, because it was remote. <laughs> yeah. Which made it even more unique. Mm -hmm. um, my, my base of, of, of that whole healing aspect is uh, a lot of it through uh, like a Tai Chi uh, base blocks of it all. Um, more so the energy work that Tai Chi promotes. Like uh, I've never seen it in my life. I wish one day I get to see it. Uh, true Tai Chi master. Uh-huh. Um, Apparently, they can drop people without ever, you know, 10 feet away, without ever touching them. Just drop them. Yeah, I've heard that, but I haven't witnessed it firsthand, especially. I mean, like, that would be beautiful to see firsthand. I mean, can you imagine? Just blow your mind. Well, maybe one day I'll get there, but, I mean, that's that's a lifelong journey. <clears throat> Isn't it always, though? I mean, it's like reaching the Kundalini. It's going to take so much just spiritual growth to reach that, that it's, it's just impossible or almost impossible for the mind to even comprehend. I, yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> it's one of them things like uh, discipline's a big thing in, in how I practice, discipline of the mind. Yeah. Meditation, it's something that I do throughout the day, every day. It's not just one time a day. I'll be washing dishes, meditating at the same time, or just sitting, watching a show and meditating to the side. I try to do a lot of things that, that split focus, uh -huh. which is not an easy task. No, but practicing the split focus while still remaining focused is once you... Once you fine-tune that and you're able to lock into that, it's an amazing thing that you can achieve. I found over the years, uh, with my overall experience with everything, that if you look into more of the sciences that we tend not to connect to spirituality, <laughs> like 
quantum mechanics, oh, quantum physics, absolutely. Uh, theoretical math, yes. um, you start to look into those subject type matters, you actually can start seeing uh, correlations between spirituality and how the universe works yes. and how yes. our brains connect to the universe. I mean, there is, and even now, they're starting to do in, in different colleges uh, more spiritual type. Like there's a, a, a college, and I, I, I don't remember where. It might have been California uh, or it was Alabama. I can't remember. Somewhere in one of those two. There's a, a meditational study that they were doing about uh, emitting photons from the body. Because a normal person emits photons, believe uh -huh. it or not. And it's, it's a low number. It's like 200,000 photons yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, No, I know. This, yeah. this yeah. guy meditating, they, they, they got this fancy equipment to monitor his photons, had him meditate. <clears throat> and before he meditated, he was at a baseline, you know, normal, average baseline, meditating. He was giving off something like 1.5 million photons. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, no. That is what, see, I love quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics is my jam. Like, <laughs> I've, studied, I've studied quantum mechanics so much ever since it was first really theorized. And I'm right along the same levels as all the scientists because I follow it really, really close. And it is insane what we, our baseline is for our physics, what we believe and what actually can happen and what we actually can become. And it blows my mind. Like, when you connect spirituality and quantum mechanics it's like holy shit suddenly everything finally makes sense <laughs> it it gets that way but understanding the quantum mechanics aspects like you can understand the theories and still not understand a damn thing about quantum mechanics <laughs> that's true too yeah and and you're talking subatomic particles and all that too mm -hmm. and and it gets a little bit wonky yeah. Um, in occasion, but like like when you explain psychic type stuff like remote viewing or remote connecting, stuff like that, you look at it from subatomic particles. We are made of subatomic particles. Yeah, While exactly. in quantum mechanics, this subatomic particle and another subatomic particle is mirrored billions of miles, billions of light years, whatever the case, they're mirrored. One, What happens to one happens to the other. Mm-hmm. You know, you tune into that frequency, so to say, or that, that dimensional gateway, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You can manipulate certain things. Right. Yeah. When you bring quantum mechanics into play, the, the physics just gets crazy. Considering everybody's, you know, we were all taught at the beginning of, you know, when we were growing up that these are the physics and nothing can break these physics. These are the physical bonds of reality. And then suddenly there's quantum mechanics. And quantum when, when you start researching quantum mechanics, you're just like, wow. <laughs> just wow. <laughs> Whole other set of rules. Yeah, there's no other way to explain it other than wow. Because suddenly the things that you were taught that are the building blocks of creation aren't the building blocks of creation, suddenly you have all of this extra space and all of these other rules that are like swimming around and you're just like, oh my God, what's going on? I thought that these were the building blocks, not these. It's crazy. Like I honest, I actually looked up 
if I could take a course to get a degree in quantum mechanics and it doesn't exist yet because we, as the human race, doesn't know enough to, uh, to teach you about quantum mechanics. So there's no scholarly way that they can give you a degree in it. So basically, in order to become a quantum th uh, physicist, you have to take physics and then advanced physics and then just basically learn about quantum mechanics as the rest of the scientists are learning about quantum mechanics. <laughs> Theoretical math, I think, is also would be included in that. Yeah, that's another one you can take, but it's not going to teach you about quantum, or not going to give you a degree in quantum mechanics, because there's, no, no. there's no way that we can honestly create a degree for quantum mechanics, because we ourselves don't know enough about quantum mechanics to teach it to become a degree, because we're all just learning it as it, as, we, as it comes to be. It's really crazy, and I think that's really awesome. That's, that's such an awesome thing that you know, we can be a part of during this whole learning and understanding this new quantum realm that didn't exist before. And it's such an exciting thing. It shifts the paradigm of thought when it comes to physics. And a lot of people just don't get it, that we are learning as the scientists are learning. And that's an exciting thing. And everybody in the spiritual world is like, Wow, suddenly our physical, spiritual self can be described and honed and researched in the quantum realm. And it's such a cool thing that we can do and we can see how everything works finally, like superimposing and the, the, super, the super particle, you know, like where this can be this at the same time. You know, we can have the same thing existing in two different spaces. And when you think about how um, the superposition correlates to the spiritual world, then you suddenly realize that science is catching up to understanding the spiritual aspects of magic. And it's like... In, in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's mind-blowing and it's so exciting. And I'm just like, yes! <laughs> Finally! Yes. We can put it's, science to magic and people can stop bitching that magic isn't real because <laughs> we'll have a scientific basis to say it's real. <laughs> I, yeah, for me, it, uh, I've been thinking quantum mechanics like 10 years ago, quantum mechanics and, and, and magic had, had this, this um, correlation for years. I've, mm -hmm. I've always thought there is a science basis for everything that is magic. Because if you even look at the history of magic itself, mm -hmm. magic is just another word for science we don't yet understand. Exactly. Magic is just science that we haven't figured out yet. That's all it is. It's just an unexplained phenomenon that we haven't figured out yet. That's all it comes down to. Of which we met somehow tapped into and realized we can affect it. Exactly. It. Yeah, and it's been such a long, 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 long state that we've been realizing throughout history that, see, it's a part of us. Magic is a part of us. It's, it's a part of everybody, but it's the fact that some people just ignore it, whereas some people embrace it. That's, that's the difference. Some people embrace it, some people ignore it. And the people that embrace it 
and manipulate energy, you know, we're more in tune, in fact, with the nature of energy and science and magic because science and magic, to me, are the same thing. Like, for example, what I believe is, um, say, for example, Einstein's theory of relativity, okay? So we have energy that can be not created nor destroyed. So we have this energy that we can manipulate. That's what witches use in order to do spells and um, evoke things because we harness that energy that comes together and we can use it to create something out of nothing because that energy that didn't exist before now does because we focused on it and when we take from that energy surrounding us and, and focus it into a being, a thing, we can take that energy and we can focus it into a being and that's energy manipulation. So there's all this energy flying around us all the time and we ourselves are creative of energy. So it can't be created nor destroyed. So all this energy that's within us, I believe the scientific uh, predisposition of our, like when people are like, we are, we have a soul, for example, our soul oh. is all, we are existing of electrical currents. That's what makes us tick. That's what makes us work. Our electrical current therefore is our soul. So when we die, our electricity, goes elsewhere it doesn't get destroyed it just gets spread fun fact, out spread out fun fact about what you're saying right here uh studies have been done on death specifically where they weigh a person right before they die yep. weigh a person after they die yep. and there is an actual difference in weight yep i mean it, it's not major it's like within grams I think. yeah yeah it's not and very they, much but they can't account for it Yep, I rem I know that exact I know that exact um, moment that you're Nothing. talking about. Yeah, I know that exact study that you're talking about. Um, a guy in the like 1800s convinced a group of scientists to go into a like a tuberculosis ward basically, and was like, "Hey, I want to measure the human soul. So when people are alive, I want to measure them. I want to weigh them, and then after they die, he weighs them again, and there's a significant drop." from when they're alive to when they're deceased because that energy goes elsewhere. And to me, okay, here's, here's something that might blow your mind. I don't know, but this is something that I theorize that is the reason our society is dumbing down. Okay. So energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Right? So when we die, our energy goes and drifts off somewhere else for energy to collect into a being that is going to be born. When that being is born, they get the energy. Well, as time goes on and the world keeps, you know, fornicating and we keep, pro you know, procreating and more and more and more people come into existence, in order for them to survive and be alive, we have to give them energy. So the energy that splits off from somebody gets split in two and this person gets some and this person gets some and say for example this person gets half and this person is about to get half but 
another bit of it gets taken away. So now there's a quarter of energy going out in order to create life. So the people who get, you know, are born and are conceived, they get like a quarter of the energy from somebody else. So therefore they don't have the full source of energy that they need in order to be fully there and thus creating you know, a dumbing down of society because they aren't able to create the full extent of knowledge and coherency that is needed in order to be a full upright human. So it creates like this dumbing down effect of splitting energy here and there among all these new bodies of life. Would you say that, um, no, no, I've heard a lot of people. You, you, a lot of people like to use the term "the universe" as a living, breathing thing. Uh, some people like to use the, the term "akashic field," mm-hmm. you know, the energy that everyone supposedly can connect to. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, I've heard of it. Alien, astronaut, alien theorists, or whatever believe some of the world's greatest geniuses could connect to the akashic field. They said Einstein could. Wow, who else? Tesla. To, few others I all mean, the geniuses basically would, would you say that that akashic field could be used to describe this field of energy that everyone returns to perhaps i could say that that is a good possibility that if the akashic field was in fact something that was a centralized energized field that we would return to but at the same time there's so many new lives being born on this planet that it would be taken to a point of the Akashic field basically being depleted because there's so much new life that needs energy on this planet. I think we just broke 8 billion people on this planet and that's insane. I mean, like when you break it down to, well, a scientific proven well, not proven, I should say, a scientific, theoretical, uh, not fact, hypothesis, a scientific, scientific, scientific hypothesis that it's, um, there can only be 500,000 people on this planet in order for our planet to survive. I think that's pretty well within its limit, and I think that's a pretty well fair limit. So we are killing our planet because we have so much. So therefore the Akashic field would be very well depleted and stretched very, very thin. So, I mean, sure there might, might have been an Akashic field, but I think we've pretty much depleted it at this point. And on top of that, you're not including possible life on anywhere else in said universe either. Right, but I mean, if you want to talk about the Akashic field covering the entire universe, I mean, there's no way for us to know if, you know, if there's life out there, which if you'd have to be pretty fucking egotistical to believe that there's not, I'm pretty sure there's life somewhere out there. But if you want to talk about the Akashic field being universal, I don't think it's universal in the entire cosmos. I think that if anything, it's per world or at least per universe. I mean, you know what I mean? Because there's no way that it could be stretched out through every everywhere because that would be its own separate entities of energy because of the field that's created. 
for galaxy. Yeah. For galaxy would be meh. that would make sense. I mean, if you did look at it that way, because once you, you know the galaxies are supposedly speeding away from each other to some extent over right. time, yeah. and eventually there's going to be more and more and more space between galaxies. Yep. You you get a field, but then you know dark matter and all that stuff too. When you look at it, it's interconnected on a universal scale too. Right. But the dark matter, I think, is everything that keeps us all entwined with each other as far as the Akashic field goes. I think that's uh, a galaxy per galaxy field of energy because there's no way. I mean, think about it. If you think about it this way, there's a galaxy over here and a galaxy way, way over here. The energy between that would be stretched so thin that there's no way the energy from that Akashic field could be useful or beneficial to anybody. You know, and considering I'll, dark matter, though, is also they're proving, well, it's theoretically proven, I guess, in a way. They're saying that dark matter is the repelling force, which pushes everything away. Right. And then I forget what the other term was for the energy that kept everything. There was a... I can't remember the specific term they were using for how the, the galaxies currently, when they're in a cluster, there's a certain term, and I can't remember, save the life of me. I, I can tell you when I watched it last, <laughs> I can't tell you what the term is. Well, let's look it up quick. Let's look it up quick here. Oh, there you go. Google. Energy between... Yeah, well, I'll just super universe. Dark matter, dark matter, dark energy burst, and then something. I'll just put energy. Let's look. Energy of universe. Alright, dark energy, dark matter is about, makes up about 27%. The rest, everything on Earth, everything ever observed within our instruments, all normal matter adds up to less than 5% of the universe, blah, 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 the truncated, let me open this up, oh, right from NASA, here we go, okay, so, let's see, blah, 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 Hubble telescope, blah, 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 theorists, blah, 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 blah. what is dark energy, uh, most people know what dark energy is, but for those who don't, um, let's see, it's a complete mystery, but it is an important mystery. It turns out that roughly 68% of the universe is dark energy. Dark matter makes up about 27%. The rest, everything on Earth, everything ever observed with our instruments, all normal matter, adds up to less than 5% of the universe. Okay. Da -da -da. Well, it's dark matter and dark energy, I think, maybe, is the way it's looking. Possibly. Okay, so it's dark energy is the dominant force of the two, which accounts dark energy is 68% of the universe's total mass. Right. And dark matter is the 27. Right. So a dark, I think it's the dark matter has gravity, so it holds us together and tries to pull us together, and dark energy is what's pushing us apart. Right. That's and, yeah. how the theory works. Yeah. 
So the, the, the energy is between pushing the galaxies apart and the matter is trying to hold these galaxies. And as the dark energy swells because it gets further, everything gets further and further, which more energy. And then, yeah, that's how it works. That's the way the theory works. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> it was on Secrets of the Cosmos, I believe. Yeah. I mean, like, I watched so many documentaries on different variations of theories and cosmic astrological events and all this stuff, and it's hard to keep everything straight. There's so much information. <laughs> it also keeps changing. Yeah, as we learn about it. It does. It keeps changing. It keeps changing. Well, this turned out yep. to be more of more of a quantum theoretical discussion and spirituality didn't it <laughs> but it, it still relates it does yeah it, it still relates because you have to understand where you come from you, the rules around you even though they change absolutely you don't understand them <clears throat> you, you, you can't blind blind leading the blind yes i mean and that's all science is at this point when we're learning about our cosmos and the new quantum realm and all of the different things that are coming together that we learn about our cosmic realm it's it's just so much information that is just you know you can't even fathom how much information there actually is yet to come even though you know that there's been a shit ton of information that's already come from it so you're just constantly thinking, oh, well, okay, I know a majority of quantum mechanics, and then suddenly there's like a whole nother boom <laughs> area that just appears where scientists are like, oh, boom, this now exists. Let's look into that. <laughs> it's crazy. It very much is. Mm-hmm. Quantum mechanics is something that I very much enjoy looking into and researching and learning about. It's it's something that just intrigues me to the full extent. And people are like, but why? And I'm like, but why not? <laughs> you know? Why wouldn't it intrigue you? This is a whole this is a the whole roots. new space that we're learning about science that didn't exist before because we didn't know it exists before and suddenly now we do so we're researching it and learning about it and ah it's so exciting the roots of my spirituality are based in this that's I, why right right i mean literally quantum mechanics is gonna explain how magic works you watch thousands of years from now science with quantum mechanics and magic is going to be so intertwined that it's going to be one of the same thing. I mean, Star Trek had a few episodes that uh, were pretty close to this uh, intellectual idea. Yeah, yeah. Star Trek, man. Star Trek. Mwah. I love Star Trek. Man, Gene Roddenberry had the idea of, like, the best situational life ever and i think we really need to follow suit in that and we need to go into that structure i'm not i'm just like when are we gonna create a federation we need a federation i have a united federation of planets flag hanging outside my house because i believe in it so much if we followed that avenue there would be no more poverty no more war there we would be increasingly 
following the pursuit of scientific knowledge to better humanity. That's what it's all about, man. Gene Roddenberry had a dream, and that dream needs to come true, because without that dream, we're just going to follow suit and have war after war after war and not even understand the point that we could reach to have like this beautiful society that, you know, a utopia, basically. That was the word I was looking for. Yep, utopia. Yeah, that is the utopia. And I honestly understand, like, me personally, I could see that, like, their time that they had for 24 hours wasn't 24 hours, it was 26 hours. I could see that being way more beneficial than 24 hours, honestly. It just makes way more sense in the whole... Grand scheme? Yeah. I mean, it just makes way more sense. Why Why aren't we on a 26-hour time frame here? It just makes way more sense. Because then we wouldn't even need to have, you know, uh, you know, the whole fucking, what do you want to call it? Daylight savings time. Yes, daylight savings time. We wouldn't even need that then. Hey, they are proposing to get rid of it in the U.S. Did you know that already there's, uh, in Arizona, they don't follow daylight savings time? You are very correct. I yeah. lived in such an area when I was stationed in Yuma, Arizona, of all places. Yeah, they we don't. Had no, ti- no time change for three years. Yep. It was lovely. Yeah, they, however, don't, they don't have it. However, California did. <laughs> yeah. So we got so we got an extra hour to party every night during the uh, time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if everybody went on that whole no daylight savings time thing. Why do we have daylight savings time? That is so stupid. It really is so stupid. I mean, I understood why they created it in the first place, but in today's society, we don't have any place for it. They just need to get rid of it completely. We're adults. We can handle this. <laughs> I will tell you this. When I was in the service, we functioned on, obviously, the standard time schedule of wherever your, your time zone was. You followed that schedule. Yet, right. when it come, when it comes to doing maintenance on the equipment, uh-huh. you did not use standard whatever time zone. No. You didn't <laughs> use that schedule of time. No. You used, what was it, uh, Zulu? Oh, yep, 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 yep. Zulu time, Zulu yeah. Time. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God, did it make transitioning everything was, oh, you always had to do a time conversion for everything. Well, they eventually, just... eventually, you learned it just so you could auto-calculate it. But right. it took me, like, a year to get in the habit of, oh, that's this time. Well, Zulu. now they're going, instead of using GMT time for Greenwich, Green, or Greenwich Mean Time, they're going to yeah. switch everything to Universal Time. <laughs> Just another time for everybody to fuck off about because they use universal time on the ISS because with their see ISS is like Isn't one it's, on a... it's one second off of Greenwich time so Chris it's so messed up so UTC time is going to be used on the space station and everywhere else they're they're trying to get rid of Greenwich Mean Time which is like how us we are like. Uh, negative six GMT, which means we're six hours behind England, where Greenwich is, and then you know every other time zone thereafter is something else, whatever. But they're trying to basically get rid of 
all of that and they're going to make it UTC, which is a whole other thing that we have to learn now, which is like annoying as hell. It's pretty much the same thing as GMT, only slightly different because of the way the ISS runs, like one or two seconds behind GMT. It's like, why make it so complicated? <laughs> why, don't, why don't we just run on the atomic clock that they use? I know, I know, my God. Isn't, isn't that thing set to run for another, like, 50,000 years? Yeah, yeah, that's... Perfect, perfect time I, for 50,000 years? Yeah, I mean, like, why not? Why not just use that damn thing, for fuck's sake? As, as long as we don't send it, you know, into space and make it go a billion miles an hour, we're good. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Damn relativity. <laughs> Damn Einstein. <laughs> e equals MC square. <laughs> you know, though, that man was a motherfucking genius. When you really think about how one man can change the entire history and future of the way we view science, it's just mind-blowing. He was involved in some uh, very uh, complicated research projects over the years. You, you got the Manhattan Project. Yeah, yeah. I was he just going to say the, that. The Philadelphia experiment, oh, experiment he had a hand in. I know in. it. Yeah. I think that, that happened after his death, but I think he proposed something about the research before he passed. Yeah, he, he did. Sure. He did. Yes, I can concur with that, and I can totally validate that. He totally had a theory, and after his death, they teleported through time, and people were stuck in walls, and it was like, this is fucking CIA, man, I tell you. The CIA shit is like a whole other topic that we can dive down the rabbit hole in. Oh, like, we ain't coming back if we go to all that one. <laughs> yeah. No, that's going to be another topic. That's going to be another podcast, definitely, because that, that will take the cake on a lot of time and mind fuckery. <laughs> this is very true. Mm -hmm. very true. All right. Well, I think we've been going for about an hour or so, so I think we're going to call it good here on this episode. So I'm going to call it quits, and I will say thank you for tuning in to... FYV for your viewings podcast episode of Down the Rabbit Hole, episode one. Yeah, buddy. Say goodbye. Adios. Adios. See you next time.